Good morning. It's June the 14th. I think we're all very familiar with today's passage. There have been books large and small written about it. But to really grasp what he's trying to say to us today, you have to read the entire verse. God's Word says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Let's take this in two parts. Oswald Chambers' lead statement this morning states, quote, in the matter of determination, end quote. He acknowledges clearly that the Holy Spirit is placed in his life as we accept Jesus as our Lord. But Oswald then goes on to imply that while the standard of holiness is there, we have to intentionally orchestrate our actions to conform to that standard. I read Ellicott's commentary this morning, which has an interesting perspective that seems to agree with Oswald Chambers. Ellicott writes, Abide in me, and I in you. The clauses are here connected as cause and effect. The second is the promise which will not fail if the command of the first be observed. The union, then, and all that flows from it is placed within the power of the human will. All is contained in the words, Abide in me. He who obeys this command has Christ abiding in him and is a fruitful branch of the true vine. Ellicott is queer, then, that all that flows from this connection lies within the power of human will, what you and I would call free will. So the focal point seems to be intentionality. Oswald further writes that God will not make me think like Jesus. I wondered about this. Perhaps I too often have relied on a jaundiced view of Acts 4.31, which states, And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Yes, the Holy Spirit fills me, but fills me with what? He fills me with the knowledge of God and the perfectness of His will. But He doesn't always reveal the fullness of that will. He fills me, fills me with the love of God and His people, yet it remains to me to demonstrate that love. If that were not so, would Jesus have answered that the two greatest commandments are to love God and to love our fellow man? He puts the onus on us to do the loving. So I find myself in agreement. I have to continuously conform my thinking to that of Jesus as it's revealed through His Spirit. But what then are the results the second part of this verse tells us, I am incapable of bearing fruit without him. Unless I abide, I either bear no fruit, or the fruit I do bear is spoiled and worthless. Ellicott goes on, goes on to write in his commentary, As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, the branch regarded of itself, apart from the vine, has no original source of life. The sap that flows from the vine to the branch and tendril and leaf and fruit the branch of itself is a lifeless organ and only fulfills its functions when it's connected with the vine. This made it painfully clear to me. I'm the branch. On one side is the vine, Jesus. On the other side is the fruit. I am the pass-through. It's not me, never has been. It's God working through me. And for Him to do that, I must stay connected. Apart from Christ, I have no source of fruitfulness. Any fruitfulness flows from him through me to those whom he places in my path. Oswald concludes today with a clear reminder. 
think of the things that take you out of abiding in Christ. What are the distractions and diversions I choose to allow to keep me not fully connected to the vine? Two words, be intentional. Have a great day.